Hi, and welcome to Zed Games. Recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios in Brisbane and broadcast nationally over the community radio network, Zed Games brings you the latest gaming news, reviews, and interviews from across Australia and around the world. Live on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM or broadcast around Australia on the Community Radio Network. My name is Adrian Navratil and I'm in the studio with Razor. Hey Adrian, how's it going man? And Lee. Hi. Hi. What was that? I, did you have a nickname, Lee? No, I don't. Okay, I'm still a bit of a newbie here and I'm like forgetting like if people have nicknames or if they have real names. Just Lee. this guy over just, here. Just Razor wants to be special yeah. and different and no, unique. There's a story. I think he wants to get out from underneath Razor. Yeah. But do, you, do you feel like you can ascend? from your nickname now? Do you feel like you can shed that shell? Uh, no. No? No, I'm stuck with it. Razor forever? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately. How you guys going? It's good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Feeling good. So up on the... Ready for radio. Yeah. Up on the show today, we have some exciting content. Lee, what are you bringing? Uh, I will be talking about the latest expansion for the Elder Scrolls Online, uh, the Somerset Isles, which is basically... Elflands. Mm. That's later on. That's good fun. Yeah. And I'm also bringing a review of the Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC packs 1 and 2, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, I've been romping around those lately and surprisingly quite a meaty amount of content in those uh, expansions. But first, we've got the news razor. Atari co-founder Ted Dabney has died aged 81 He was diagnosed with cancer of the esophagus late last year and decided against treatment. Dabney co-founded a company called Syzygy with Nolan Bushnell in 1971 and developed Computer Space, the the world's first commercially released video game. The following year, they rebranded their company Atari and reworked Computer Space to become Pong, a game that quickly became a household name and made the pair millionaires. Though Dabney left the company soon after due to disagreements with his business partner, the legacy and influence of Atari is still being felt today. Sad news. Atari, that, that is quite sad. I mean, Atari has been a, been a giant in the industry since mm. way back when. and uh, Well, that's where it all started, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, although in the Atari of today is, is a very different entity, rightly. Yeah, it's like three different Ataris on at this point. Um, so we don't need to feel sad about anything that happens to Atari. But uh, good to start with a downer, I think, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Well, <laughs> you can start with the downer or you can end with the downer. That's, I don't know. That's a like, point. Right. Yeah. I'm hoping that there's some sort of like surfing dog at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> there better be. I want yeah. some wholesome news. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like every, every generation um, since Atari began has remembered a different form of Atari. Uh, so like you said, Lee, you know, Atari itself is... Always constantly evolving and, and continuing, but this is certainly a, uh, a farewell to a piece of its legacy. You want some wholesome news, Adrian? Absolutely. I've got some. Do it. New Pokemon games have been officially announced oh! at a press conference held by developer Game Freak today. Yes! Pokemon Quest is a free-to-play adventure game that bears a visual similarity to Minecraft. It's available now for the Nintendo Switch with a release for mobile devices coming next month. Pokemon Let's Go was also announced as a pair of games coming on the 16th of November of this year for the Nintendo Switch. One game will feature Pikachu, while the other will feature Eevee, who is a Pikachu-like brown furry thing. Um, Jeez. For those who are <laughs> not... <laughs> this, this guy is just... Eevee's the yellow one, I'm, right? I'm a reporter, okay? Oh, man. Wow. The games are a full reimagining of the 1998 Game Boy title Pokemon Yellow. The games will have integration with the Pokemon Go mobile app as well as Pokeball-style peripherals 
that will be available at launch. Pokemon Let's Go will also support two-player cooperative gameplay. I'm so excited about the Pokeball Nintendo Switch controller that you can purchase separately. You are excited game. about it? Did you hear like what, what they were saying? That it's like they've it's the closest they've been able to get it to make it feel like you are holding a Pokeball with a Pokemon inside. Like Who knows what that feels like? There's some sort of <laughs> some sort of haptic feedback, maybe? Like you can hear its little cries for help. Oh, oh no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, there was that like that shot in the trailer where I think someone was at a at a cafe kind of nursing their Pokeball in it. Yeah. A Pokemon screamed out from yeah. inside, and it's like, is it in pain? Is it in pleasure? Who knows? <laughs> I'm so excited about this, though. Uh, which which version of the game are we all going to get? Is it going to be P- Pikachu or, or Eevee? I mean, I, I want to go Pikachu because, like, that's a classic. But every single time that I have had to make this purchase, I've gone with the weird version. Mm, same. Yeah. 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 You've gone with, like, the blue and, like, the pearl. And yeah, like, the, yeah. The, I went the the Y instead of the Z. Yeah, silver. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Every that, time. That's highly strategic because you know everyone's going to get the Pikachu. Well, most players will, assuming yep. that. Yeah. And then you will have you know the ultimate EV. Yeah. I'm going. That everyone will You're want. Going and yep. okay. Within your circle of nerd friends, you'll be in demand. I, so th- I have spent the last. I want to say year trying to convince uh, my fiance that we should get a Switch. Uh, and she's been like, look, there are other things that we need to do. We have a lot of consoles. It's all good. I sent her this video today and I was like, so we should probably get one of these. And her response was just, well, obviously. <laughs> this is going to push a lot of people over the fence. Oh, who, yeah. People who don't previously yeah. uh, own a Switch, they're mm. most likely now going to buy one. Yep. Uh, this has been a long time coming. And obviously this was rumored a couple of weeks ago. And it's come true. And I think no- nobody expected Nintendo not to do this. So, mm-hmm. Pokemon's coming to Switch. I yeah. honestly didn't expect it to happen in this format. I mean, they're also talking about the fact that this is sort of an interstitial pro- product. There will be a full new Pokemon game uh, next year. Um, but even this one, um, the fact that it's integrating the Pokemon Go stuff into it in a way that works back and forth is really, really great. That it has uh, the catch mechanics from that game directly translate over onto the screen is a really cool way to bring in people who might you know otherwise not have played the games uh and the the couch co-op stuff looks so compelling Mm. um that's that's why i think what really sold it for me it is quite a compelling looking game because it kind of ticks all the boxes you've you know at at the bare minimum it's a pretty faithful looking remaster Mm. of pokemon yellow but with so much added to it and so many you know little trimmings that they've they've put on top uh, but then, like you said, they've got all those little extras that please newcomers into the into the series, and there are always, there are always newcomers yeah. to the Pokemon series. Like Nintendo have been like knocking it out of the park with making games that are and, and products that are super appealing, not just as games but as like toys, right? Mm. Uh, and this is, I think, combining all of these things together beautifully. I really want that Pokeball childhood dream come true. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. How about a Nintendo's? Uh, the, the Pokemon Quest, though. I care nothing for it. Nothing? I saw that today <laughs> on my Switch. I was just updating my Switch, and I'm like, what is this? Is it... it, it, it yeah. No, no. So it's not even on the radar? I I mean, maybe I'll check it out. Is yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's... It's, it's they, free. No, they're calling it free to start. There were which, a lot of packs that you could purchase. Uh, I saw. Well, like, yeah. free to start is a horrible thing to invent, right? Mm. Whoever named that is... They're going to hell. Free to start till you get hooked and then you can't yeah, stop. Wasn't yeah. it Nintendo that started that with the Mario Run thing? Maybe. Yeah, so, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, is, so. it is a more... It's, it's, a, it's a less disingenuous term, I suppose, because, you know, a lot of games that are free to play technically, you know, have, have, haven't been free to play and they've gained a lot of, you know, negative press because of that. So mm. understandable that Nintendo would want to pioneer that kind of branding or naming. Ugh. Okay. Well, I'm supposing that there are some people that need their 
Pokemon fix before November, and that's available now. Yeah, that's Pokemon, clever. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon Quest. There you go. <laughs> Microsoft has laid off a team of Xbox support staff and replaced them with volunteer Xbox fans, according to a new report by Polygon. A team of 12 was responsible for handling direct support inquiries using the official Xbox support Twitter account. The team worked closely with volunteers from the public via a program called Xbox Ambassadors. According to two of the laid-off employees, the support program is currently almost entirely handled by volunteers. Microsoft is yet to issue a statement. That's gross. That's yeah, it. no thanks. Yeah. Don't don't lay off your support staff and mm. then replace them with volunteers. Pay your support staff. Support staff have to handle a lot of garbage. And also your Microsoft. What yeah. the hell? It's they can afford it. Yeah. You, you, you need, I think you need both. You know, you need the paid support staff. You need those people that are an official, you know, official trained technicians and, and people who can offer that quality custom support in addition to the community that's that's always willing to help. Oh, you need the community. Like the community has to, you know, you want your, uh, to create a community that is there, that exists to help people. Um, but you need like actual paid staff to be the the pillars of that community yeah people you can rely on yeah 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 uh pay your staff yeah <laughs> please uh apparently one of the last things that uh, the team was was tasked with doing before they were laid off was uh training the volunteers to to handle uh you know all of their job oh wow yeah that's cool it's kind of right. evil isn't it mm. that's really evil yeah, yeah. Good. Is this our surfing dog? This story, isn't the surfing Ray? dog at all. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that's how I did the news. Like, open with a downer. Yeah. Good news in the middle. Yeah. Nice little and sandwich. Then, yeah. Like, so it's like End a sandwich, with but the bread's really, really a stale bad news and moldy. Sandwich. Yeah. Oh. But hey, how about that tasty Pokemon news in the middle? Yeah. Oh. You know? Yeah, I, I suppose that was kind yeah. of tasty. That's journalism. All right. Now, Lee, you've been playing some Elder Scrolls Online Somerset, haven't you? I have, yes. Uh, I got into the uh, MMO, Massive Multiplayer Online game, uh, based on the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, you might have heard of Skyrim. It's on everything. It's probably, What's that game? It's probably on your watch right now. You don't <laughs> realize it. Never heard of it. Um, but yeah, I, I got into this around Christmas um, because it was on sale, and I'd heard that uh, it had improved dramatically over the last like two years of its release, uh, and I've been hooked ever since. Um, and so I wasn't really sure what to expect with a whole new expansion full of, of new content because uh, the game is massive. It's like like all Elder Scrolls games, it is enormous and stuff full of things to do. And I wasn't done with the previous stuff yet, so uh, I wasn't really quite sure what my my interest level would be for this thing that just adds an island full of elves okay um but i will start by saying it's very good good yes that's nice yeah so more than just an island full of elves yes more than just an island full of elves because the previous expansion was also an island full of elves the last one was based on uh was morrowind morrowind yes uh which uh you know is for a lot of people that's the elder scrolls game uh that's the one that was you know first got the 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 wider release it was on the original xbox um people love it people refer back to it when they talk about why they don't like elder scrolls games anymore because they're not the weird one with the the dark elves and the mushroom island right uh and and that was great it was really really good it was very atmospheric it had a lot of really wonderful narrative stuff in it uh this one takes us to a place that we haven't seen in any of the other games in the series um the somerset isles which is the home of the high elves uh but we've heard a lot about it over the course of the previous games 
uh, if you've played Skyrim, the high elves there are these haughty jerks that uh, are in charge of everything and they turn up every now and then to tell you that you're kind of grubby and and uncivilized and everything back on Somerset is the best. So I've been looking forward to finding out just how nice things are. So tell us, is it the best on Somerset? I mean, Somerset is like architecturally kind of a mix between Disneyland and a wedding cake. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Um no, it's uh it's nice there. Uh <laughs> you know, it's it's very pretty. Um there are odd electric deer around the place. Um, I, To be honest, uh, the environments are really nice, but they're kind of, you know, they're nice in a, a fairly restrained way. I was expecting that they would have pushed that design a lot further, and, uh, and they didn't. Um, but what they have done is uh, they've really... And the one of the things that makes uh, Elder Scrolls Online so compelling and something that I've returned to again and again is that the... Um, there isn't just you know an amazing breadth of content there, but individually each each piece, each quest, each bit of dialogue is really really well polished. So there's just so much good RPG here, which makes sense because the the original pitch of the Elder Scrolls Online was that it would feel like an Elder Scrolls single player game, but online. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But now to be fair, the Elder Scrolls single player games aren't really lauded for their writing. Um, they're lauded for the simulation aspect, the fact that you can kind of lose yourself in this... The world building. ...in this world, rather than, like, having interesting characters around you because you cannot name interesting characters from... Like, Skyrim, I played 170 hours of. I remember there's an old man in a mountain, I think. Uh, there's the... Uh, Mario voices a dragon. Yeah, there's, see? Yeah. There you go. That's that... Exactly. Yeah. It's that. Arthurnax. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, this is a, a a different team handling the the narrative stuff, and they've just knocked it out of the park. I don't even understand how there's like like a thousand hours worth of of like quests here that are all fully voiced, and you can just go and do them at any time you want, and they're always interesting. And yet they've added hundreds of hours more on top of that. It's amazing. Like it feels a little bit. A little bit unnecessary. Like it's great. <laughs> like it's too good. It's so good, um, and it's and, and it's so good in a way that is very specific to me and what I what I want out of this. Right. Right. Uh, because it's it's a very comfortable game to play, um, and it is it's designed so that uh, you can just go anywhere, and the 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 content will level up for you, and you can just go to a completely different part of the world and be like well this is where i'm going to have fun adventures now and the game will just like be like well what do you want to do do you want to craft some stuff this guy wants you to craft things do you want to like help this guy solve a murder mystery do you wish to infiltrate this you know secret guild of cultists do you want to like go into a dungeon there is just like all of the the fun fantasy adventures that you would want to have are here in abundance and now there's more of it. Is it is it is it purely additive in that regard, or are there ways that they've managed to innovate on the formula of the the game itself, or what you know we traditionally expect from a massively multiplayer online game? They've added. I mean, ordinarily you expect you know with an expansion of this nature to add some new systems, uh, things you know, to or to to remake certain elements. Uh, the stuff that they have added. Uh, there's a, a new new jewelry crafting which seems like 
kind of a no-brainer like it functions exactly the same way that all of the other crafting does which is good um but in, no, in no way is it you know going to be a feature that will bring anyone into the game uh they've added a, a new guild which uh you know elder scrolls games are all about like being in guilds and pursuing narratives within them that take you from initiative generally up to the guy in charge uh most infamously the dark brotherhood oh yes yes uh and i'm a big fan of the dark brotherhood Um, same you know the the thieves guild also yes good good friends just the naughty guilds they're (laughs) often the best ones yes yeah anytime that i get to wear like a black leather hood and hide from someone (laughs) i'm i'm there uh so this is the the sigic guild uh who are a bunch of mages who mostly uh they're they're like uh ascetic monks that live in a magical library that they have separated out of the universe and is now in a big bubble all of its own. So it's literally an ivory tower. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's an ivory tower inside, like, a magical ball. <laughs> a bubble, an ivory tower with a big bubble bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that stuff's fun, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, really cool uh, narrative stuff there, and it weaves through the main plot really, really nicely. Uh, Nathan Drake voices an old dwarven librarian man. I love it. Which came as a surprise. I was like was dealing with this guy and I'm like, is that Nathan Drake? Is that him? It's, it's always the case with him or Troy Baker. You're like, yeah, is, yeah, that, yeah. is that Nolan North? Is that, is, yeah. is that Troy Baker? No, it was Nolan North in this case. He's definitely yeah. the, the elven man with the mustache that you deal with a fair bit. Uh, so, you know, that stuff is good uh, and the powers that you can get by investing in that guild are interesting. They're not like super like game changing in any way which is what i was sort of hoping that there would be like cool new ways to be a mage Um, but you're incentivized to go for them and there's some little little things yeah there's stuff to do there um but yeah like all of that stuff is good uh but i think it pales in comparison to the the new uh side quests which are even better than before you know there was one where early on I did a story where someone had asked me to infiltrate a uh, a group of masked uh, actors and and players, an actors troupe, uh, to try and find her brother who had abandoned his magical pursuits in order to become, you know, to to join this this secretive group of of performers. And uh, well, it, you know, that that seems like a, a silly kind of diversion. Sounds and fun, it, though. Oh, yeah, it was really fun, but it was, like, super, like, incredibly strongly written and then ended up being this tale of, like, you know, a person being able to uh, shed their life and their former gender and then find acceptance with their family. You know, it was this, like, like wholly, incredibly wholesome uh, and 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 thoroughly, like, well well-written, uh, well-acted narrative. And... I was not expecting to see that in, you know, a major MMO release. I think that's nice because in MMOs you usually find that the storytelling is left to the real people, the yeah. people you're playing with, yeah. because obviously you're going to be speaking to to your friends on, on Skype or Discord or whatever platform you're using a, a lot of the time, and yeah. so you won't have time to listen to game audio. But I think it's nice that, you know, during that di- downtime when you don't have your friends online or if you just can't manage to get a, a group together, mm. you can just play it like a single-player game. Yeah, I think that's actually the, the strength of the game, that honestly the, the amount of writing uh, kind of makes it harder for you to to play with other people because uh 
you have to wait for other people to finish listening to stuff and to get a sense of what the storyline is. Mm. Uh, you can't just like WoW is really good at just being like, "Hey, I'm an orc. Help me get twelve things." Zug zug. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that was really well designed for playing with someone else because you would be bored out of your mind if you didn't have another person to make <laughs> finding twelve things things interesting for that orc. You've been to that at that point, Ray. You, you play a bit of WoW. Oh uh, uh, no, no, no. no? You just I, laughing. I just, the, you made a funny noise and I laughed. <laughs> The Zug Zug gets, that. gets he's, everyone. He's keeping up. It's fine. He, Ray just wanted to have his little two cents there. All right. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, this is actually, like, on the on the point of being overwrought. You know, like, you you cannot really play this and and enjoy it with another person because someone is going to be impatient in that group. I played with a yeah. friend of mine who was like wanting to check it out after years away. Uh, we had a really good time. It was great. But I always sort of felt like one of us was always rushing the other one it, it, it always works like that like yeah. I feel like no matter what game you're playing if it's cooperative but especially story driven MMOs there's always going to be that one person who just doesn't care yeah. about the story it wasn't even that it was just like like you know we, we were both into it but at any given time one someone was engaging with the story and the other one was like so where are we going to, <laughs> uh, to where are those wolves what at? are we doing guys I just want to kill some wolves come on yeah, yeah. So, so I mean in the end uh, like this this expansion is is as good as the rest of the game. I think if if you've played, if you'd played it at any point, uh, you know, in the last year and a half, and it wasn't your jam, uh, it's still not going to be. But it's uh, it's I I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It is exactly what I want out of a fantasy online game, where I can just like dip in and out as as much as I want. I can you know go off and spend a month not thinking about it, and then I come back. And it immediately disintegrates a weekend. You know, I'm like, fantastic. I should, I should see what it's like to be a thief in, you know, this place again. And then I'm like, it's Sunday night. What happened to me? I got me? work tomorrow. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's exactly what I want. It's super indulgent. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is like pouring gravy over my brain. Mm, yeah. Delicious. Somerset uh, is just a, a whole new, like, shiny flavor of gravy. Well, thank you for setting the sun on that marvellous review of the Elder Scrolls Online Somerset. Uh, the expansion for that is available on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yeah, it's out on PC now. It'll be on the consoles in early June. Cor- that is right. Yes, yes, I jumped the gun there. I've been playing <laughs> The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, DLC packs one and two. These are expansion packs, by the way. They're not they're not DLC. They're, they're expansions. So you know that they're meaty. They're chunky. Uh, before I jump in... I just wanted to ask you, uh, Ray and, and Lee, uh, mm-hmm. what's your experience with Breath of the Wild? Because it's been about a year and a half now since it released, almost. Um, yeah, I played it, loved it. I was consumed by it for yep. a long time. Social life months. went down the drain. Yeah, and Same. it was one of those games where I just had to like explore every nook and cranny. I got into it in in a way that I haven't got into a game like like in years and years, and I loved it. And so when the DLC came out, I purchased it, and that's the end of the story <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I have it on my account it downloaded it and I'm gonna play because, it because yeah just went to the back burner you know and, uh, in yeah. many ways though you are the ideal customer really you really are because <laughs> Nintendo was very upfront saying hey we've got a season pass ex- yeah. expansion pass rather yeah. And if you bought that expansion pass, you actually got immediate benefits. You got uh, access to a treasure chest that had a couple of goods in it. Um, but that was it. You then had to wait until the next one and then the next one after that. And so... You're just you're you're still waiting, even yeah, though it's already well, released. <laughs> I was I got super excited when I finished the game. I was, man, I was like, "This is awesome!" And I just bought the the DLC straight up, sight unseen. Didn't even know what it was about. I just knew I wanted it. 
Yeah. And, and in the spirit of that excitement, I, I purchased it. But now, yeah. I have, I've done that in the past as well, where I've loved a game so much at the, like when I finished it, I've just been like, whatever it is, I will buy it. And <laughs> twice now, I have, again, never gone back. And I don't feel too bad about it because I liked what they had done up to that point. And I was glad to give them more money. It's a tip. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. that's exactly it. There you yes. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Australians like, don't exactly. tip unless it's DLC yeah. that yeah. you don't play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm here to tell you the good news, which is if you did buy the expansion pass of Breath of the Wild, or if you haven't bought it yet, uh, and you enjoyed what Breath of the Wild had to offer, this is definitely a great purchase. So, first up, up off the bat, I think this expansion pass and two of the expansions in it are definitely primarily aimed at people who have finished the game or at least have gotten through a big chunk of it. How long does it take to, to get to this point where you're ready, do you think? So, for the first one, yep. you, I think it's been long enough now. You yep. you, only, you need the Master Sword. Okay. Uh, because the first expansion revolves around the uh, master, master Trials. Right. So, the first one isn't as meaty as the second one, yep. but it makes up for it in the challenge that it offers. So, essentially, you're going through these endless rooms of enemies, uh, 45 rooms to be exact, where you are stripped bare. Ah. You are given absolutely nothing. And you have to fend for yourself basically like a like a roguelike uh, in that the rooms aren't randomized as you go through them, mm. but you have nothing. And if you die halfway through a trial, you're done. You've got to restart that. And what they've done is they've split these 45 rooms up into three different trials in increasing difficulty. Mm. And my God, they're hard. But they are so satisfying. Oh, really? In what way? So, to me, the, the best part about Breath of the Wild is it gives you a fantastic breadth of content. Yes. You, you amass a horde of weapons, shields, bows, mm. and arrows. Yep. But then there are certain points in the game, and especially in this expansion, where Nintendo just says, hey, we're taking all the, that away from you. Right. Like, you got attached to all your weapons? Screw you, sucker. See ya. <laughs> Goodbye. So, to me, that's really exciting because it's just challenging. And it really gives you a chance to interact with the game's mechanics, which I think was some of the best parts of Breath of the Wild. You have the physics-based mechanics. You have the ability to fly in the air sometimes and glide down and shoot people from, from above with arrows and that cool slow-motion um, bullet time sort of thing. Yeah, so... Link had a lot of cool powers in this game, right? That built off the physics within the game. So you could like freeze stuff and then you could supercharge it with kinetic energy. And that's the that's the thing they do leave with you. So you do still have access to those tools. So right. you can freeze stuff. You can use the, the magnesis tool, uh, and you can use the I mean the, the freezing thing doesn't really so there's two freezing things there's the water freezing thing right. which you don't really use that often <laughs> but then there's the enemy freezing thing which really does come in handy uh, so that first expansion took me quite a few attempts to get through and there are a few little things littered throughout um, such as new costumes and uh, an ability to see your progression throughout the game oh, up until cool. that point yes. on the map yeah. which is fantastic because when you click it it literally so the game even if you didn't have the DLC has been recording your progress since you started. And I don't know about you guys, but I died a lot in the start of Breath of the Wild. So uh, you press the button to see what your playstyle's been like up until that point, and all you see is just endless deaths, 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 <laughs> deaths, deaths, and like a really cool, like winding sort of like marker across the map of where you've been. Uh, so that's cool because you get to see where you haven't been before and explore different places. And you get a glimpse into what it must be like to be a rogue Google employee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just looking at random people's profiles. That's what FBI agents look at. The, yeah. the Breath of the Wild map. Yeah. yeah. Tracing, feel, tracing your steps. Made me feel powerful and in control. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Adrian, I have a question for you. And it is about the horse motorcycle. 
I was going to get to that later. You need to wait. <laughs> no, I need to know right now, <laughs> goddammit. So, there is a horse motorcycle uh, called the Master Cycle uh, Zero, which yeah. you unlock at the end of the second expansion. Yes. And to get to that point, um, you're going to be adventuring through a expansion that is a lot meatier than the first, a lot more story co- story content. Um, the second expansion is titled The Champion's Ballad, and this is focusing on the four main champions from each of the main regions uh, yeah. in the game. So you've got the Goron uh, region. You've got the... big the, rock monster. Yes, the big rock monsters. You've got the, the fish people. We're, yeah. not, we're not going to use their proper names. We're just no, going to no. refer to them as... yeah. Is there a bird guy? <laughs> there's a bird guy. Yeah, what's the other one? Yeah, and then there's the, the desert place yeah right so you've got to go through all of those places again but this time you're uh taking part in much harder shrines now the shrines were the backbone of the the main game you had over a hundred of them and that's where the they're sort of like the the mini dungeons of of, of the game and in this dlc they're taken to a whole new degree you have dungeons that are completely pitch black you have dungeons with mechanics that haven't appeared in previous ones like what spoil something so there's an electric circuit one, which actually makes you use that frost ability that does not get used at all. Okay, all right, and good. so you've got like all these different parts. You're trying to build like this massive circuit with different cubes and uh, using the, the ice power to lift up one of those cubes. And it actually took me quite a while to figure it out. So there's electrical engineering in this dungeon as well. Well, yes. There, I mean, there was in, in previous shrines to a degree, but this one feels like electrical engineering with ice. Well, this doesn't <laughs> sound like a whole new mechanic then. It just sounds like another mechanic. Yeah, but you got the right. Master Cycle Zero, so shut up. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a rad motorcycle, uh, and that's enough, really. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> basically. I mean, it's a shame they give you that motorcycle after finishing all the content, because the content itself does require a bit of sleuthing to find. Right. Essentially, you're told to go to each of the regions again, yep. and you're trying to construct a new ballad by going through the memories of each of the champions and taking part in these new trials. And those trials range from the shrines, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, these these rings that you can race through uh, on the cool little desert sea lines that right. you can you can uh, use. So what I'm hearing is that this sounds like something that would be great to like burn around on a motorcycle to get to. It'd be great if you had that beforehand. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that pretty much sums up sums up my, my thoughts on the game. I just want that motorcycle much sooner than I than I, than I could have had it. Uh, but no, there, there's a lot of content here, and to me, Breath of the Wild is one of the most chill games I've played in recent memory, and one of the best games I've played in recent memory. And being able to go back and visit this game again and just chill out and just be in that happy zone, and you know, be exploring Hyrule again uh, with a new twist is really really fun. And you know, it's it's not going to convince you to play more of the game if you've kind of you know stopped playing midway through but if you have completed the game and you're hungry for more i definitely recommend the zelda breath of the wild expansion pass uh coming up next week we've got some impressions from the madman anime festival which is hitting brisbane this weekend mm-hmm. uh myself jack and evie i'm going to be attending that bad boy and we're also going to have a few e3 predictions on next week's show because that is coming in hot and fast in the next couple of weeks so plenty of gaming news coming from that thank you so much for tuning in to z games this week have a good one bye bye